Today's gospel lesson is a good one, and we get a line in today's gospel lesson that really resonated with me this week. Jesus says, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. This is a well-known phrase, and this moment in the gospel comes after a series of miraculous healings. Jesus is kind of just getting rolling with all of his good work, and he's been healing a bunch of people, and every time he heals someone, people kind of freak out, and they say something's going on, and so he begins to draw this crowd, and they begin to follow him because... For many reasons, right? Some of them may want to be healed themselves. Some of them may want to see another healing. Some of them probably recognize that he is something unusual. And they want to just be around him and absorb whatever it is that he has to offer. Learn whatever it is that he has to teach. Jesus is doing amazing things. And these crowds are growing bigger and bigger. And right after he says this, Jesus looks at the crowds And he has compassion for them, has compassion for them, not pity, but compassion. He loves them because they look like hurt and helpless sheep. They look harassed, beaten down, troubled, weak, and helpless. Jesus sees them as sheep without a shepherd, not really knowing where to go or what to do. And Jesus loves them. I've been thinking a lot about this idea of being hurt and helpless. It seems like the whole world in some way kind of feels hurt or helpless. Many people seem to want to move on away from this virus, this pandemic. But the objective reality is that things are not getting better. This is still a problem. But I'm sympathetic to wanting to get out of this weirdness. I'm sympathetic to this feeling of getting away from uncertainty and fear to stop feeling hurt and helpless, even if nothing's really gotten better. You know, we don't like to acknowledge when we're hurt, and we certainly don't want to ever admit to being helpless. And in the midst of all of this pandemic, we have some social upheaval. We are facing this kind of social upheaval that has so many people angry or scared or confused. And again, I'm sympathetic of many people's desire to just kind of turn away, to get out of that weirdness, that feeling of uncertainty and even danger, to stop feeling hurt or helpless. Even if our systems are broken and need to be fixed, We simply want to kind of push it away. It's natural. We don't like to acknowledge when we're hurt, and we certainly don't want to ever admit to being helpless. But we wonder what we should do. Jesus says the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Let's consider our first lesson today, Genesis. This story of Abraham and Sarah is a good one. Abraham and Sarah have traveled to a distant land. They've settled in this new place. They have been as faithful to God as they think they're supposed to be. And yet in their very old age, they have still not had a child. Having a child was critically important at that period of time. You were defined by your children. You were secured by your children. And Abraham and Sarah wanted so desperately to have children. And at this point, Scripture 
has a very lovely way of saying, Sarah cannot have children anymore, right? She is beyond that. She is almost twice the age of childbearing years. And yet here they are in their tent and they're visited by three people. And what do they do? They stumble upon themselves trying to be hospitable. But when you look at what scripture says, the only thing they really do is they offer some bread, right? Here are three strangers. They give them something to drink. They offer them some bread. And then they say something amazing. A year from now, Sarah's going to have a child. And what does Sarah do? She laughs because she knows. She knows what's up. She knows that is not the way this is going to happen. She knows she is way beyond the possibility of having children. And yet the visitors double down and say, oh, yes, when we come back by this way, you will have a child. All Sarah and Abraham did is what they could do, some water and some bread. And God made the impossible possible. Jesus says, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. You know, when I think through that line, I think about harvesting. Have you ever tried to grow anything? Ever tried to grow food? That is something that I really have never tried to do, except for this one time when I thought I would get kind of interesting and I wanted to start doing a little garden thing outside my house. And so I bought one of those hanging tomato plants. You know, you're basically supposed to hang it up and you water it and it's going to grow all these tomatoes and you're going to have tomatoes all summer long. And I thought that was super cool. And by the end of the summer, I had this one pitiful tomato that was so gross I didn't even eat it, right? Harvesting food is not easy. Growing food is not easy because it's all about timing, When you want to grow food, timing really matters. It takes skill to be able to grow something that other people can eat. I am very grateful that I don't have to grow food, and I am pretty confident I would not be good at it. But just because I don't want to do that work, or just because I don't think I would be good at that work, does not mean that kind of work does not need to be done. Sometimes. The work in front of us needs to be done, whether we want to do it or we think we will be good at it, it still needs to be done. Jesus says the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Over these past few weeks and months, it seems like our world is just a mess. It's chaotic, it's unpredictable, it's scary. And in all of that, I see some hope. I see the opportunity for us to grow, for us to change, for us to get better, for us to commit to something different, for us to see perhaps weaknesses that we didn't even know were there because we were able to ignore them. But now perhaps we've been broken down enough to where we can see some opportunities, where we can hope in a new way. Yes, the world is chaotic and scary, but we are followers of Jesus. We have been given the gift of courage, the gift of hope. And if you're sitting there thinking that there is work to do, but who are you to do it? You're sitting there thinking that the work that we might want to do is work that you can't do. You're not good at that. You don't want to do that. Then I ask you a very simple question. If not you... Who? This, this is our chance. It's our moment to build the kingdom on earth. 
we have an opportunity here with all of our neighbors to build something better, to be able to let go of the things that held us back, to be able to let go of some of the things that hurt others, held others. For us, this is kingdom work. This kind of kingdom work is loving work. Jesus told us one simple thing. Love your neighbor. And right now, I feel like the world is sort of saying to all of us, I dare you to love. Loving is hard. Loving can be confusing. Loving isn't fair. Loving doesn't make sense. But Jesus didn't tell us to be fair. Jesus told us to love. Jesus didn't tell us to judge. Jesus told us to love. Jesus didn't say, do what we think is right. Jesus told us to love. We can be part of a solution now. We can be honest about the world around us now. Remember, what is swirling around us, whether virus, economy, social issues, it's all about people, not issues. We, as disciples of Jesus, are meant to be about people, not issues. People matter. Every person matters. Every person is loved by God. And so that means every person should be loved by us. Jesus says, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. We may not be confident in what we can do. We may not have as much courage as we wish we had in what we can do. We may not know exactly how to do what it is we want to do, but we can help. We can heal. We can love. Jesus is calling. How will we answer? Amen.